Hola, I'm Paulina. Hi, I'm Bricia. And we're sisters, friends, daughters, wives, and business owners following our dreams, just striving to be a better version of ourselves every day. All right, and we're also moms. <laughs> Welcome, Welcome to, to the, the Supermama Sisterhood. Sisterhood. And I was jumping on the waves with Carista, and it was like, oh my God, this is the best ever. And we get in the car, we get home. She cries because I woke her up. Ah! I was like, I wish I didn't have any kids within like three hours. <laughs> she stopped me right there. She was like, Risa, I want you to understand this. I seriously believe that our children choose us and we don't choose our children. Right. Your baby chose you to be his mom. Mm-hmm. He knew what kind of mom he wanted. And he chose you as his mom. Oh, that's right. Nice. We're all sisters here to inspire, support, and guide each other to dream bigger and to enjoy every moment of this extraordinary journey that is womanhood. Listas? Here we go. <laughs> Super Mamas! Hello! Hi, Super Mamas. What's up, everybody? Warning, today's show is a little bit spicy. Isn't it? Oy, 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 Caliente, you know, you know, caliente. you know us Latinas and being spicy. <laughs> well, how is everyone doing? Life has been spicy lately. <laughs> Beyond spicy. <laughs> Congratulations, hot fire! Hot fire. Thank you, thank you. This Shout weekend? out to all the super mamas that made it to Vegas this weekend. What I know. If you saw me in an alter state, <laughs> apologies too. Um, but how but amazing! Vegas. How amazing to have. Like so many super mamas come out to the opening of Mama Rabbit. That was awesome. I know. Amazing. I took, Thank we you took guys. pictures with some of them and I was like, I'm going to post it. And then I never got to. Sorry, you know, guys. Vegas. Vegas. <laughs> I have great. been so good every time I go to Vegas. So profesh. And then I wasn't. But I mean, I think you needed to celebrate. I, you know, I'm, you need to celebrate. It was, sure. it, was it was the, <laughs> The cusp of the climax, the climax of every. All it was your hard so work. much fun. Thank so you to my fun. entire team, everyone who. Um, if you're listening, I hope you're not, because why would you be listening to this episode? But um, Pierce, shout out to Pierce. <laughs> Pierce was like our angel through the he entire was. trip. Uh, an angel that would come and go. But shout out to <laughs> Priest, to uh, Pierce Bass. To all my PR team, Ashley, Natalie, Jocelyn, Jennifer, uh, and of course the big boss, Sean, my boss. I was like, this is my first, Sean was, has been my first boss I've ever had in my life, aside from dad. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Weird. Dad. <laughs> dad was my dad. <laughs> well, he was a boss. Dad too. is my dad. Not was. Dad, is, dad my is, dad. is my dad. He's not really my boss. <laughs> <laughs> but Sean was your boss. Man, my first shot boss ever. I know. It was it was so much fun. And all, a lot of our friends were there. Not mm-hmm. all of our friends. <laughs> but like a lot of our friends were there. And that was... All of my girlfriends. My, all my best friends were there. Yeah, they except were. Except for one who couldn't make it. That would have been crazy if she did though. But uh, Martha was the only one that wasn't there. Oh, that's true. Mm-hmm. But other than her, everybody was there. It was so much fun. All my close fun. girlfriends. So much fun that night. The second night, I got to kick it. And I, my husband couldn't make it. Mm. <laughs> second night was amazing. Shout out to Luis. Luis is the head chef of Jaleo from Jose Andres' restaurant. 
who is an incredible person. He, um, his mom's from Durango, his dad's from Oaxaca, and his story is incredible. How he got there, how he met Jose Andres, how he started working at his restaurant as a server, and just all the passion that he had for food and treated us, treated us as if we were royalty. Honestly, thank you, Luis, for the incredible food. Thank you for just being you. And thank you for showing people what hospitality is supposed to be like. I know. I really, like, honestly, I've been telling this to my husband. I was like, this is top three of my the meals that I've had in my entire life. Best meals I've had in my entire life. It was Amazing. incredible. We actually had the leftovers last night. You did? Yeah. Oh, my God. Because I was like... I'm not going to about to let go of this amazing food. I packed it up. I was like, hey, can you guys put it to go? Then I got it, you know, the next day. I packed it up in like little bags and I took it on my plane. They made me open it on the on the airport. Yeah. And I was like, don't you dare touch that. Don't you dare touch that food. And so I came and I, and I told my husband, I'm like, you have to eat it. He was already sleeping. And I was like, you have to eat it. I don't know. I'm like, it's been two days. You have to eat it because I don't know how much longer it's going to like last. You are so funny. And so I hit it up and we ate mom, dad, Ramiro and I had the leftovers. We had the shrimp, we had the fish, we had the pork and we had the beef. Girl, I don't even remember eating shrimp. It was so good. It was, so, and we were just talking about every single one of those things. We still had some truffles left. We had some truffles last what? night. I had truffles last night for dinner and, um, fancy. It was so incredible. And, you know, dad kept talking about how he watches billionaires, billions, and that's what they eat on that show. And I was like, see, dad. Ya comiste lo de billionaires ahora. Ahora comiste lo de billionaires. So it was so good. I know dad's obsessed with that show. He's obsessed. Everything. It's like every time my dad gets obsessed with the show, yeah. he'll just talk about it the entire time and always compare. Our life. You need to be like this person <laughs> and that person. Like you understand it's a television show, right? It's an actual, it's not real life. Oh, but we are going to be like that, dad. Don't worry. <laughs> you understand these people are fake characters <laughs> not real life but so aside from the food i think that dinner was so special you know it was so special because oh, dad yeah. really spoke from the heart we mm, all spoke from the heart i, I spoke from the heart i know when i gave you that poem <laughs> uh, and it was such an amazing night i just felt like it was perfect it worked out it worked out perfectly it, it was such a fun night um I had, I felt like such a jet setter this weekend. I know. How I, was the conference? You, it went, was to the, you went to a conference. Shout out to Sarah and Christina from the current conference. Um, I really wanted to go. Obviously, I could not, but I'm so happy that you went. You got to experience Austin. You got to you meet know them. What? They're incredible girls. They too. are. They're super cute. The conference was amazing, but also Austin has become, I, I went there for 24 hours, you know, I'm going to say it, put that out there, but. The people in Austin are amazing. From the moment we landed, every person we encountered was incredibly kind and nice. Hospitality, hospitality is like top notch. The restaurants we went to, the hotel we stayed in, the bars we went to, everybody was with having smiling, saying how happy they were to be there and yeah. just like being their best selves. And it, I loved it. It was super hot. It's a great vibe. Could, yeah. It was, it was, I was talking to a friend of ours, to Paola. Paula number one. <laughs> <laughs> I was talking to her and I was telling her, I feel it's very Portland vibe, but in Texas. And she was like, yeah, I, Austin is the Portland of Texas. Mm. And I was like, oh, and you know how like Portland is 
same thing. The food was incredible. I got to yeah. try Franklin, which was on my bucket list, and, and we did. And, and it was like a very quick 24-hour refresh my marriage kind of situation. Nice. Um, we got to have dinner. We went out at night. We got back to the hotel until like 1.30 in the morning. Wow. <laughs> and, but it was so like... So you have it welding out then these past days. I have from been that welding out. to... Vegas, look at you! I know. I'm like, I feel like a. I you back in your twenties? I think I'm. Gonna, Are you identifying yourself as a twenty yes, eight year old? That's now? exactly what I was gonna say. I'm gonna modify my age, and I'm gonna say I am a twenty eight year old woman right now. Awesome! It's incredible. <laughs> it was great. It was fun. So that's what happened this week. Oh yeah, but so much fun again! Shout out to everyone who came out to Vegas. Honestly, being in Vegas this September. Um, 14, 15, and 16 weekend. Totally different experience. My God, my God, my God. If you have never been to Vegas on a Mexican Independence Day weekend, you need to go. You should. Mm-hmm. It's definitely, uh, it's definitely crazy, but super fun. It's in every artist. You went to see Maluma. <sighs> Maluma, baby. My, I went to see that beautiful, beautiful man. He is so hot. I, I know. Hello, it's Maluma, another baby. Another level of hotness. Yeah, I know. Another level. Of, he's super hot. I went to see Maluma for like four songs. But Don't we you remember when you when you discovered Maluma? Or who was that, Elizabeth? Elizabeth. Who was like, who is Maluma? Wait, I have to say, we have to say the story of, of the song of Maluma and Elizabeth. Oh my. <laughs> we were laughing so much because she said when, when she heard that song, that, ¿Cómo va? Something about Felices Los Cuatro. Felices Los Cuatro. Vamos a dar un rato. And she's like, oh, what a beautiful song. It's about... A mom and a dad and her two kids. Yeah, it's about family. And I was like, okay. And that mom's mom explained to her, it's not about that. It's about her cheating on him and having another boyfriend. And so he's going to be with... All-. She was so like, what? <laughs> so we made it and we heard that song and she was super happy. We were like, oh, like dancing to... Papacito Maluma. Maluma baby. Maluma baby. Um, but it was, yeah, I went to see Maluma. We were partying. We were clubbing. We were dancing. It was crazy. It gets crazy in Vegas. But it was with all of our friends. So it was amazing. Mm, so fun. I didn't make it to Maluma. I was really tired. And I was done with you the night. You were done for the night. Um, so I went, with, I went with my husband. I mean, I'm sure you were working like nonstop. Yeah. Oh, my God. I didn't even know what day it was when I got home. Honestly, yesterday, I just thought to myself, I said, is today Tuesday? What's today's date? I am just (laughs) lost, but it's amazing. I feel so great today. Uh, And well, now on to the next thing. And now we're, you know, full, full ahead with the book. I hope all of you guys have pre-ordered our book. Um, I love slash Oaxaca cookbook. Just, just saying girls. Just saying, Just saying. If, if we don't have the super of my support, whose support are we going to have? Yeah, thank right? you, ladies. Shout um, out to everyone that we saw this weekend. Yes. So anyway, today on the show, we have the incredible Ana Pompa Alarcón. Ana, Ana is the founder and CEO of Find Sisterhood, uh, mom of Leila of five years old and Ezra of three years old. Her company, Find Sisterhood, is the only anonymous social media app founded by a woman, for everyone identifying as a woman. Together with her team, Anna is redefining how women use technology to create a change in the world. Within nine months of launching, Fine Sisterhood's community comprises of women across 32 countries and provides a safe space for them to talk about anything they want. 
the light speed growth has attracted the attention of the international startup and media communities as well. Um, and in its short time, Fine Sisterhood was a finalist for Mass Challenge in Boston, is part of Techstars LA 2019. She's won at Tech Startup of the Year and has been profiled in Forbes, Entrepreneur Magazine, and Thrive Global, just to name a few. Her story is beyond amazing. And if you ever have doubted yourself of achieving anything, she will redefine what hard work, believe, and just blind faith means. Anna has quickly become one of her dearest friends. And you will see why after this show. So without further ado, here is our interview with Anna Alarcón. But before that, let's get to our Supermama. Hi, Supermamas. I know we have talked about our book, Oaxaca, Home Cooking from the Heart of Mexico in past episodes. The book tells the story of our family's journey from Oaxaca to Los Angeles, and it includes over 100 family recipes. Yes, that includes our OG award-winning mole negro recipe. It would mean the world to us to have your support and have every single one of you pre-order a copy today. You can pre-order Oaxaca Home Cooking from the Heart of Mexico today by visiting ilovemole.com slash Oaxaca Cookbook. That's ilovemole.com slash O-A-X-A-C-A Cookbook. Our book will also be available everywhere books are sold on October 22nd, 2019. Thank you so much, mamas. We cannot wait for you to have a copy in your hands. We're back. Super Mama Pick or Tip of the Week. Paulina, what are you loving right now? I am actually surprisingly loving a sunscreen. What? Um, yeah, I, I got it in a gift bag. Someone gifted it to me. You know, I'm not the kind of person I'm like, I'm going to go and buy me all these things for my face. Yeah, but this not. one, this one came in, in a gift bag and I really love it. And I actually use it with my children as well. And my husband, we use it for the whole family. It's the Kula Full Spectrum 360. Kula. Oh, Kula. Yeah, C? C O O L A. Is that what it's called? Kula? Kula. It's a little Kula. It's the full spectrum. Stop. Oh my God. 360 mineral oh sun God. silk cream organic sunscreen SPF 30. I like to put that on every, well, I, yeah, I'm using this correctly, right? Because yeah, I'm putting it in the morning. Yes. <laughs> After my moisturizer, I put the sunscreen and I've actually used it on the kids because it's organic. And so every day I'm fighting with Krista because she, Loves to be in the sun with no protection. Loves mm, it, loves mm, it, loves mm, it. When I come, when I go pick her up, she's not even red. She's purple of how red she is. Esa toda, toda quemada. So I told her, okay, we're going to use this together. So I put it, I put it on her. I put it on Sabina. I put it on Sixta and I gave it to my husband and I'm really loving it. It's really, um, it stays on and it makes my, my skin also feel like moisturized through the day. Awesome. Look at me bunch of moisturizers lately mm-hmm. after just after mom told you you look like shit <laughs> well you know you know um my pick is also going to be a beauty pick it's going to be a bougie ass beauty pick just of like course. i always do but to keep in the spirit of bouginess in vegas i did my own makeup and hair this whole weekend and i must say that and i your looked, crystals that i looked great you did uh and i you guys know i watch too many YouTube tutorials and too many reviews on makeup. 
And I have too many items, but <laughs> I, because I was going to do my own hair and makeup, I decided to buy a new foundation that I've heard so much about and rave reviews all over the YouTube world and internet world. And that is the Pat McGrath Labs Skin Fetish Sublime Perfection Foundation. Oh, really? I don't I, even know how to pronounce that. Listen, believe the hype. The hype is real. <laughs> uh, the other two foundations that I have, one is almost done. So I'm going to throw that one away because why use any foundation after this one? I mm. loved it. The only thing that comes close to this is the Armani Luminous Foundation that I really, really like. But they didn't have that on the Sephora that I went to. So I decided to splurge this Pat McGrath Labs Foundation. Believe the hype. It's amazing. It comes in a bunch of shades. I think I'm shade medium 14. I think I forget. But yes. Nice. If you are a makeup person, if you are into that stuff and you do your makeup and that's sort of your jam like my jam is, go get this girl. Get it, girl. All, All right. right. Now on to our interview with Ana Alarcón, founder and CEO of Fine Sisterhood. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Anna. I'm so excited. Thank you so much for being here. Well, thanks for having me. <laughs> um, I'm very excited about this episode. We met <laughs> like a couple weeks ago. Yes. And I felt like you were my soul sister right away. <laughs> we like started talking and we, I think like, a couple hours passed by. I go with micheladas and I was like, I think that we got to go back to work. <laughs> <laughs> Three hours later. <laughs> I know it's so you're let's, let's talk about your background a little bit because you come from a very, I guess, unique background and family and history. Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm half Mexican, half Austrian. My dad is from, from Mexico, the FM. And my mom is from Austria. Uh, and so I was born in Austria and I grew up in Austria and in Mexico, went back and forth a lot. Um, never really felt home anywhere. <laughs> um, and then, yeah, six years ago, I moved to, to Brooklyn, to New York. And it's interesting because ever since I moved to the United States, I feel, um, more Latina than ever before. I think I get just so defensive sometimes <laughs> that I'm like, oh, you don't like that? Well, in your face. <laughs> um, and so, yeah, so there are like a lot of different cultures and countries going on here. Uh, my kids are actually trilingual, which wow. basically translates into no one knows what the fuck they're saying at this <laughs> point because they're just mixing all the languages nonstop. Um, but yeah, so that's short summary of and your where dad I'm from. lives in Oaxaca which is like a crazy co coincidence yeah so my brother has um, a lamp business and um, produces them in Oaxaca with the Baro Negro mm -hmm. I think it's the only place on earth Oaxaca that has Baro Negro no yes. it's like yes um, and so it was funny yeah that that connection because I feel like I've heard so many stories and the culture and we talked about the yeah. culture <laughs> um, so yeah there is lots of family right there <laughs> so let's start with how many kids do you have? How old are they? Um, and who do you live with? Oh, <laughs> uh, Leila is going to be five next week. Uh, Ezra just turned three. Yeah. Uh, like who do I live with? With them. <laughs> They're my little gang. <laughs> They're my cheerleaders. Do you have pets? Pets? No. Okay. Oh, no. I don't have the patience for that. <laughs> <laughs> I know my sister has this idea she wants a dog and I'm like oh you don't know what you're gonna use though yeah. no into. I wanna wait I, t I decided that I'm gonna wait no I'm gonna wait a little bit well let's talk about what's keeping you busy these days besides your kids obviously 
uh, my company. That's all. Like literally, I don't have private life anymore at this point. Um, yeah, my my company Fine Sister is keeping me busy. Uh, dealing with the mommy guilt of my company keeping me so busy and my <laughs> woman guilt of like I suck as a friend currently I suck as a mom I also kind of suck as a business owner because I'm constantly like I'm gonna go to my kids right now um, so yeah the very struggle busy. is real mm -hmm. it happens it happens to all of us trust me you're the, not the only one let's talk about fine sisterhood because I find this app just mind-blowing incredible and the idea that it didn't exist and then it existed and then everyone's wondering why did it take so long to exist and now you're running it and building it. How did the idea come about? Let's talk a little bit about the app. Tell everyone what the app is about, why they should sign up, number one, and then <laughs> let's talk about the history of it. So Find Sisterhood is an anonymous social network for everyone who identifies as a woman um, and it's free to download um, anywhere in the world. We have users in over 30 countries. Um, how did it start? It started with me probably having a mental breakdown <laughs> and posting in a Brooklyn um, neighborhood group about how, you know, I have this new baby, Layla, um, and motherhood doesn't look at all like social media made me believe. Right. And we talked about it this <laughs> <Yes>. morning. <laughs> so I also grew up with this Latina culture of very, you know, nurturing mom. Yep. And like, the I always call it the Gerber motherhood. That's the commercials in Pantene, Mexico. Pantini Pro V or something like uh -huh. that. Yeah. Gerber. And so I always, I was like, I'm going to be a mom. I'm going to have so many kids. This is going to be amazing. This is going to come all natural to yep. me. I was born to be a mom. And then I had Layla and I had very bad postpartum depression, but I didn't think I had postpartum depression because I didn't want to hurt her. So yeah. I was like, clearly that's not what it is. This clearly just life sucks and I'm fucking miserable. And so I had this like, I just, um, I'm not a good, I'm not a good enough woman for, to be a mother. That's why I'm feeling like this. Yes. Right. Yes. <laughs> and I had a C-section. I had like a midwife, a doula. I wanted to go all natural. I was like, I have this all figured mm -hmm. out. Yeah. You know, women have done that since the beginning of time. And then I wasn't able to, um, Layla turned, um, in the middle of active labor 36 hours in that little girl decided to flip around and oh not God. just breach, but she um, flipped around transverse, which is what only 0.2% of babies do. I learned that <laughs> later. I was like, well, thanks for that. So I ended up with an emergency C-section at a horrible, horrible hospital in Brooklyn because again, I was at home. I was like, I'm going to have a home birth. I had the pool. I had everything. And so then I ended up with a very intense delivery and then postpartum depression breastfeeding was really hard didn't come natural to me I didn't enjoy that either did it for a year but I felt like this is not I don't like this whole feeling that it gives me um sounds like the dream right now I know <laughs> I'm like ladies go get pregnant it's yeah fun. mom <laughs> motherhood is amazing um so I had this meltdown moment where I posted that on a Facebook group and I was like, what are you all doing? Why are you all posting selfies where you look fabulous and you still love <laughs> your husband and your kids always sleep and your breastfeeding photos are hashtag blessed. Like <laughs> I am sitting here, my nipples are bleeding. I don't want to have sex anymore. I want to kill my husband. Don't want to kill my daughter, but I don't really like her either. So I was like, what's going on here? 
And so me having this mental breakdown <laughs> publicly spoke to a lot of women and they reached out. They're like, can I be your mommy friend? Can we like be friends? And I'm like, sure girl. Every, no one at the playground talks to me because I speak Spanish to my daughter. So they always think that I'm the nanny. So yeah, I'd actually <laughs> like to have mommy friends. Can we be friends? And so we started then a meetup group and that meetup group had hundreds of women all over New York City. We then had one in the Bronx, one in Manhattan, and one in Brooklyn. And I just made that my full-time job, like literally. What I did would, you call yourselves? Sorry? What did you call yourselves? Um, first, it was Motherhood Circle of Brooklyn. Then I changed <laughs> that to be more inclusive to Parenthood Circle. Like it went through faces. Yeah. <laughs> and it was on meetup.com. It was literally just a meetup group. I even I even attended births during that time. Wow. Oh my God. Yeah, How old was Leela at this time? Uh a few months old, three, four, five okay. months. Oh, wow. So you like really dug deep in there. Oh, yeah. Really I made fast. that my full-time job. I was so depressed and so miserable. When that did I you have that mental that. breakdown? How old was Leila? Was she weeks or was she a couple months? Like when did you just like screamed out like, I'm done with this? I think four or five months in is when I really realized this is bad. <laughs> you know, first I was like, I'm just sleep deprived. Yeah. Then I was like, well, breastfeeding is just hard for me. Then once I figured that out, I was like, I'm kind of still sleep deprived. Well, they say that that's normal, you know, and like, hmm. but then, yeah, around four or five months, I started spending every single night sitting like in the corner, crying in the bathroom, locking myself inside the bathroom. And uh, my husband would be with Layla in the other room and I would hear her cry and he would come knock and say, hey, sorry, I think she's hungry. Can you come feed her? And I was like, no, I'm done. I, I can't. I can't do this anymore. I'm I'm done. Um, and so I would sit in the bathroom and then I would turn on all the waters in the bathroom, like the sink and the shower and everything just so I could cancel him out and her out. And I was like, I can never leave this bathroom ever again. And so we had a lot of those nights and yep. he was like, you need to get the fuck out of here right now. You need to feed the baby. Um, or he would be like, if you don't come out right now, it's fucking midnight. I'm going to go take her, go to the pharmacy and go get formula. I don't care, but someone needs to feed this child. And I was like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. And then I would feed her. And then I would remember blogs that I read that they take on your anxiety and they take on how you feel. <laughs> yeah. So I got even more anxious. <laughs> yes. So I was breastfeeding. Yes. Tears were running down my face, right in Layla's face. And I was like, I'm fucking her up already. Yes. Fuck. And I'm like, no, 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 Anna, you need to stop. Okay, be happy. Think happy thoughts. <laughs> and so I would try to trick myself and it really didn't work. <laughs> God, I'm like I have PTSD just thinking back I'm like I know. Jesus that was intense so then I had that breakdown <laughs> and I think that's why I'm so much focused on helping yeah. other women I'm like I clearly cannot help myself <laughs> so then you started you know? the meetup group a parent circle of Brooklyn parenting circle yeah. of Brooklyn and then and then uh, so and then I had another child Ezra I was like why not do that again <laughs> and I remember saying if I don't have a child right now I don't think I will ever have another child again because this is so fucking intense I've always envisioned myself with a big family so I I really want to have more children but I hate it so let's just get it over with um, and Ezra's, uh, Ezra was, thank God, a better pregnancy and birth experience. Um, and I was able to have a VBAC, which interestingly, I think is the biggest healing I've ever had yes. in my life. Mm -hmm. Um, like having, and he was breached as my kids. No, seriously. <laughs> um, so he turned breech at 41 weeks. So I was overdue with a VBAC fighting the New York City, um, healthcare system that said, Oh, you know, it's a VBAC and you're overdue. You need a C-section. And mm -hmm. then he turned breech. They're like, Clearly, yeah. like you need a C-section. 
Um, and I had to find at 41 weeks a new hospital, a new doctor and everything that was willing to help me. Yeah. And so wow. I found one doctor that even came in. He, he came in from like upstate New York to turn Ezra. <gasps> and so we turned him, he broke the water and he was like, I can't, that's all we can do right now. But if he flicks, because he kept flipping back and forth. If he flips again, there's literally nothing we can do because we're breaking the water. So now the time is running. You have 24 hours to deliver or we're going to have to get him out with a C-section. And my husband and I, like, we got a birth photographer to document it because I was like, I need this time. I need to look back and be proud. He and I literally held Ezra's head during the entire labor process because he kept trying to flip back. Mm. Wow. We had an ultrasound machine next to me, so I had the ultrasound holding on my belly, and Desi was holding Ezra's head so he couldn't flip back. And I was like, I'm going to do this, and if this this is the last thing I'm going to do, I'm going to do this. And then um, I even had a song, uh, What a Wonderful World, was the song that I imagined that was going to play at my home birth when Layla was born, which never happened. So I remember I was in active labor. Ezra's head was halfway out. And I said, I need to call my mom. <laughs> and my mom was in Brooklyn with Layla. I was in Manhattan delivering the baby. And I called her. I'm like, mom, Ezra is being born right now. And she's like, okay, well, tell me when it's getting close. And I'm like, his head is already out. Can you come? Because I need you and I need Layla. And she's like, why are you on the phone? <laughs> and the, the OBGYN goes, and push. And I'm like, I got to hang up. And she's like, you're crazy. So I hang up and I, they take away my phone. Desi's like, are you done taking phone calls? And I'm like, you need to play What a Wonderful World. And so he played What a Wonderful World. And Esther was literally born to What Aww. a Wonderful World by Sam Cooke. And it was sunrise. It was 7 a.m. in the morning. It was like golden hour. My birth photos look like I'm a fucking supermodel. Like, <laughs> I'm not going to be humble here. Um, I looked at him and I was like, I am done with postpartum depression. Yeah, yeah. I got this. <laughs> and I remember they're like, we're going to have a lactation consultant. We're gonna ha-, and I'm like, no, I don't need this. I got this. <laughs> and so that was just being able to do this. And I think mm-hmm. a lot of times we women get told, well, at least the baby's healthy. You know, and I'm like, what does that mean? Does yeah. that mean that my health doesn't matter? Because like yep. they might be healthy, but I'm not okay. Yeah. And with Estra, I was like, he's healthy, but so am I, and yeah. I'm okay. You know. Yeah. Oh, I know it's you're so like beautiful. Making me cry. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Same. I'm like, oh. I know. I know. I it kind of happened to me oh the God, same way so with powerful. with Sabina when she was born. Like she gave me. I don't know. As soon as she was born, I knew that that everything was going to be fine as opposed to the first time. Mm-hmm. That is when we did the super mamas and like I did all these things. And it was, it's that feeling that, you know, you either go south or go really up with the babies. It's so yeah. crazy. Like mm-hmm. you, I've seen it with like friends uh, that, you know, their, their first birth is like, Oh my God, it was so hard. And then the second one, they, I'm like, dude, you look amazing. They're like, I know this baby gave me fun. <laughs> and that's what happened with me and Sabina. Then the third one, it was good. And then uh, it went bad again, but you know, it yeah. just happens, but it's, it's motherhood is intense. <laughs> very, very intense. Yeah. Very intense. So then you had your second kid. Yeah. And so, oh yeah. And then, um, Esther was three months old. Um, my husband comes home and he's like, we're relocating to Germany. Um, because of my company. And I was like, uh, fuck, no, we're not. Um, but then, um, you know, some private things happened. One of my family members got very sick in Austria. And I was like, 
the timing seems to work out. Let's go to Munich. And so we moved there. We moved to Germany with like a four months old and a two month, two year old. I had to leave behind my group of mommies that I had built. And I was, I had such strong relationships. Yeah. Like I was like the Thea of all of the kids. And so I had to leave. And then, um, we went, um, we went to, to Germany and I was like, what am I going to do now? I'm going to start the next group clearly. <laughs> and, and I learned that like women there felt the same way. And I was like, this is insane. Why don't we talk about this? Why do women call me and text me? Cause it would be like, let's have a mommy meetup and talk real shit and be all vulnerable. And then everyone clearly spent two hours in the bathroom getting ready for this vulnerable mommy meetup, <laughs> you know? And then everyone was like stressing out about their kids behaving and sleeping. And you could tell like they just fed them so that I have my shit together. And I'm like, we were supposed to meet and talk about what's really happening and we're not doing this. Yeah. And every single time my phone rings, hey, Anna, do you happen to know, like the doctor said, I have to wait six weeks to have sex again. Do you think five weeks is okay? Because I'm kind of feeling it. Next woman, hey, Anna, do you know? Like, and I'm like, we just came from a meetup to talk about those <laughs> things. Why are you texting me? Like, I'm not, I don't know. I don't, like, I really don't know. And so I started to do a survey. I remember I was like, Let's do a survey. <laughs> Anonymous. And, yeah. Yes. Yes. I did a survey and I, um, I sent it to all of the mommies in New York. I gave it to all of the mommies in Munich. Um, I ended up interviewing women, I think in 18 countries. So it was over 400 women. Um, it became just my new thing. I would like sit at home and be like, someone else just responded to my survey. <laughs> and, and everyone was like, why do you care? And I'm like, I'm just fascinated with the problem and I have a lot of time <laughs> and I'm bored. So that's what I'm doing. And then, yeah. And women said, I don't want to be judged. I don't want like my sister is in that group. My mother-in-law is in that group. My mom is in that group. Facebook mommy groups. Everyone can take screenshots. They're nasty. They're mean. Yeah. And I was like, so basically what you're saying is in person, you don't want to do it because you want people to perceive you as you have your shit together. I get that. Same. But then also online, you can't do it because people could take screenshots. They mm -hmm, could tell mm -hmm. someone, your coworkers, all of those things. So it sounds like what we really need is an anonymous app where we can just post and like no one knows it's us. Right. Could we then have those conversations? And everyone was like, that would be amazing. And so, um, and so we built Fine Sisterhood, super crappy app, like really the beta version of Fine Sisterhood <laughs> uh, was very intense and interesting. And so we put it in the app store and I told the women that I surveyed and I said, okay, we can now vent about our husbands and about our kids and talk about sex and no one is going to know it's you. Go for it. And that's it. And so I was sitting in the app store. We moved to LA because we were fed up with... Um, yeah, with living over there, we were like, we want to go back. Let's go back to the States. So we moved to LA this time. And then, yeah, and then the app was sitting there. And then one night, it was 3 a.m. Um, Esther was crying. I went up, I breastfed him. I was on the phone, not being able to go back to sleep. And I had a Facebook message. And there's this woman and she's like, hey, uh, so I looked up in the app store and it says developer your name. And so... I really hope that's you, but it seems like, you know, that might be you. Um, and if that's the case, I just needed to share my story with you. And I'm like, yeah, that's it's me. Like Hi, a random person? Complete stranger. Okay. Um, and she's like, well, so I downloaded the Fancy Student app a few weeks ago. And I posted in there that I was sexually abused by my father as a teenager. And um, there were so many moms in this app. <laughs> yeah, my mommy friends. <laughs> And they all gave me 
the feedback and thoughts from the perspective of mothers. And, um, and after they did so, I went back and I told my mother. Oh, wow. Because I've never felt guilty. I've never felt shamed. I've never felt any of the things that society makes us believe survivors feel. What I felt is I don't want to fuck up my, the marriage of my parents for my mother because she hasn't done anything wrong. That's why I didn't report. And she's like, but then I got it. On Fine Sisterhood, all of these women, my mom would want to know and my mom would not want to stay with him if she knew. So I told her. And we're reporting him tomorrow to the police. And my mom moved in with me and my husband. Because again, that was 17 years ago. She was, so she was in her 30s. Yeah. And she said, you saved my life. Thank you so much. And oh I read God. that and I kept thinking, are we talking about the right app? Maybe she does have the wrong person. <laughs> what? Because I completely missed that thread. Like I didn't even see what conversation she was talking about in that yeah. moment. And so I, I went back in the app and I like, I obsessed over everything. I looked at everything and then I reached out to her and I said, yeah, that's, well, that is me. Well, thanks for sharing. And she was like, no, thank you for building this. And so next morning I took a lift. I went to the courthouse. I didn't know anything about how to build a business. So I was just like, can I have, I Googled on the way to the courthouse on my phone. And I said, I think it's an LLC or LCC, something like that. Can I do this? <laughs> and he was like, sure, what are you trying to do? And I'm like, I just want to make this a company. He's like, why though? He was like the cutest guy. He's like, why? And I'm like, I want every single woman in the world to know that she's not alone and that her story matters. And he's like, what? <laughs> And I'm like, dude, you don't get it. I'm super emotional right now. I'm building my company. I'm saving lives. And he was like, okay, yeah, whatever. Take, like, take, take a waiting number. Here's your form. Nice. Fill it out. Yes. And I was like, this was not as intense as I hoped. It was not like a telenovela at all. Um, in your mind, it was. In my mind. In your mind, you were going to break through the doors. No, yeah. Did you turn around? Like did you that. turn at the camera and stare at it for like five seconds after? <laughs> and then he's like, "Where are you looking at? There are no cameras around." <laughs> I will never forget. He looked at me like, "What?" <laughs> um, yeah, and so that's how Fine Sisterhood was born. Wow, that's an incredible story. Yeah, so that is less than a year ago. Actually, it's crazy. Less than a year. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So when did you walk into that courthouse? Uh, and why did you go to a courthouse? <laughs> I didn't know. I was like, legal Zoom. How? Do, yeah. Oh, legal. I, then I did legal Zoom. Legal oh, Zoom. Shout out to my lawyers that are like, why? <laughs> why? So yes, I did legal Zoom too. Oh Legalzoom.com is incredible. I, I always I, tell people. I did so many things wrong. Um, that's fine. Like whatever. Uh, Doing yeah, the so, right thing though. Yes. <laughs> yeah. So that was June last year. So wow. it's a year. Yeah. It's a year. And now you're an accelerator program. You have your own offices. You have a team. How did you find your team? Like, uh, so I raised money. I raised, um, I raised half a million, um, 
for to get started to hire people to pay them i um how did you do that how does one raise money you just <laughs> do you just know a lot of people who have who are rich or how, how like what happens it's a legit question it is, yes it is. so funny story yesterday um hold on and i'm gonna tell you why i'm asking you this because i think right now that idea of like racing money is just so glamorized and everyone's like oh i'm a fund i'm like racing money i'm like i mean i'm on my third round I'm second round I'm abc like- right <laughs> and I think a lot of people like don't ask the actual question like, yeah, but how does one do that? Yeah, that's, <laughs> it is a very good question. Uh, funny thing yesterday in one of our mentor meetings, one of the mentors said, oh, so you raised the family and friends round and Maria and I fell apart. We just talked about it this morning. I was like, dude, I couldn't stop laughing. And she was like, no, me neither. I was so embarrassed. <laughs> and the mentor goes, why are you laughing? And Maria and I look at each other we're like, we literally don't know anyone with money. <laughs> like everyone in our life lives paycheck by paycheck. You're talking to like two broken Latinas. And you ask if I raise half a million family and friends. <laughs> Hell no. <laughs> and she's like, oh, uh, I'm sorry. And it's like, it's okay. I know. Uh, it's like, okay, family white guy. And friends, like, <laughs> oh, I even got the... You will have the privilege right now to be a Latina because that makes it so much easier to raise money because you're trending right now. <laughs> they told you that? Yes. What the fuck? These people have zero When I heard that, I was just like, don't you're like, look. You're like hashtag trending. Yeah. <laughs> It's like hashtag white privilege. Okay. Um, Yeah. So that was very interesting. But I hear those things. So yes, um, fundraising is super hard. I... Um, I asked everyone that I knew if they know someone and everyone said no. <laughs> so that was the beginning. Uh, it took me, it took me three months to even get a meeting. I did everything wrong. I just cold emailed. I didn't go to networking events, like all the things that you should be doing. I didn't do them. So I was just cold emailing, Googling people. And that's just not how it works. And then I looked on my LinkedIn list and then I reached out to someone that has been a mentor to me in Brooklyn years ago that um, is the biggest feminist that I know, one of the biggest feminists. It's a man. And so I reached out to him and I said, hey, can I come to New York and visit you? I want to tell you about fine sisterhood. And I wasn't really sure what to get out of the conversation. But so I told him about it. And he said, well, there is one investor. He writes very small checks. Like he gives you five to $10,000 and then he sees how far you get. I can make an intro um, you know, most of the times he takes a meeting, if I make an intro, you know, let's try it. And I was like, okay. And so I got the, I got the invitation to the meeting. I walk in that meeting. I'm like pitch deck everything. I'm like, I got this. I'm a businesswoman. Now. <laughs> I, I, I went, went to, to the, the courthouse. courthouse. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I clearly know what I'm doing here. <laughs> so I go in there prepared to like, I'm gonna, you know, CLC. Um, I'm going to tell him now. And so we sit down and he just asked me a million questions. Like he just interrogated me. He didn't want to see my pitch deck. He's like, put away that laptop. I don't, I don't give a fuck about this. He's like, okay, why are you doing this? So I answered and asked him. And then he says, what do you think is going to be in 10 years? What do you? And so he asks all those questions super fast. And at one point I'm like, you know what? I don't know. And he's like, okay. And I'm like, but I can promise you that I'll figure it out and I'll come back with answers. And he right there was like, okay, I'm going to give you $50,000. Wow. Come back with the answers. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much, Anna. You're a businesswoman now. Behave yourself. <laughs> and so I go outside. I'm in the elevator. I come out. I'm like, he just gave me $50,000. And she's like, 
Anna, do you even have a bank account? And I'm like, no, <laughs> no. And she's like, but you need a bank account. I'm like, yeah, that's a very good point. <laughs> I didn't think so, you know. So it was like, who do I make it out to? So you're like, uh, find sisterhood. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you know, I had to get everything. So I called back my mentor. He's now on my advisory board. I called him back and he's like, you need a law firm. You need a bank account. You need this and this and this. You need an accountant. And I'm like, well, I don't have money to pay them. And he's like, well, you have to pay that up front and it's going to take like three to four weeks to get the money from that investor. And I was like, uh, I have like $500 left on my bank account. <laughs> I'm not sure that's going to be enough <laughs> for the initial cost. And he's like, well, opening a bank account is free. So I'm like, okay, so I'm going to do that first. <laughs> like that I can do. And so, yeah, I made a lot of mistakes. Um, I would definitely recommend to not start at the point where you're already so broken that you can't even get started because that's, that's a very tough position to get out of. Um, yeah. And then, yeah, I continued fundraising. I learned that it's important to network. I learned that it's important to tell people why I'm building what I'm building. Um, I always got the, oh, it's Reddit for women. And I'm like, Reddit is a horrible place. Like there's a lot of white supremacists and predators. That is not fine sisterhood. We talk about juicy stuff. We support each other. We have each other's back. That is not like that is different. People would think, but what is it like? And I'm like, there is nothing like that out there. And I now I'm comfortable with that. At the beginning, investors would say, Who are your competitors? And I would be like, I don't think I have any. Well, but, and I'm like, no, like Facebook mommy groups, maybe where we share stuff, but really they're usually mean. Um, and there's a lot of judgment. Reddit is anonymous, but it's not actually untraceable. Fancy is completely untraceable. So we don't cooperate with government. So that's also different. Also we're women, also we're nice. Um, and I actually asked that question as CEO of one of the biggest tech companies in the world. I had a meeting with him this week. And we're sitting down and I said to him, can you tell me why I don't have a competitor? Or can you think of a competitor that I just don't know about? And he's like, no, this is, I got excited to have a meeting with you because I wanted to hear everything about it. And I'm like, but why does it not exist? Why did it take so long? And he said, it's the bro culture. Women like you don't get funding. And women like you eventually give up because they get bullied into giving up. And I was like, oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, wow. Yes. Um, so that goosebumps. was his response. Look, I, I still have, like legit goosebumps right now. <laughs> uh, so I don't know. I still, I still don't have an answer. We still, <clears throat> there is no competitor. There is nothing like Fancy Street out there. We're the only social network in the world that is specifically designed for women, made by women that doesn't collect data, that doesn't sell data. Um, and the reason why is because we have a lot of undocumented immigrant women that are posting in there. So I spent more than my first check. <laughs> on lawyers, on legal fees. I couldn't pay myself salary. I didn't have money to even give myself anything because I had to use the money to hire lawyers and say, what happens if the current administration comes to my doorstep um, and, and tries to get my data? And they can theoretically figure out who those women are. Are they going to do a mass deportation of sexual assault survivors that come to find sisterhood? Because like, what do I do? And they said, well, they came back after three months last August, they came and said, so we sat down, we looked at it, we had this whole conversation, we researched, and the answer is, there's nothing you can do. If the government comes and subpoenas you, they, you need to give them the data. Mm -hmm. And I was like, well, what can I do? And they said, the only thing you can do is not have data. But that's how tech companies make money. And I was like, I don't give a fuck, then we're not going to make money. And so we deleted the app. 
We deleted everything that we've collected so far, and we launched a new fine sister that everyone now knows in September. So that's the reason why, you know, people you often think we're so old. They're like, oh, this fine sister has been around forever. I'm like, no, first of all, we were a meetup group. Then we were like a crappy beta version app that knew your email address and was able to theoretically figure out who you are. And then we had to rebuild the whole thing to never, ever, ever be in a situation where we have to reveal anyone's user data. And so when I now talk to VC firms or to other tech founders, everyone's like, but that's what, that's how people like you live. Like you collect data, you sell data. Like, how are you going to do this? And I'm like, I just don't think that that's sustainable. I think there has to be a different way. Yeah. And so I really, I'm always happy when I talk to other um, other founders in tech that get it and that say, you know, I think the reason it doesn't exist is because it is bold and it's going to be super hard. And I was like, I'm a single mom. I'm a Latina. I'm an immigrant. I'm completely by myself in this country. I don't have any money. You're telling me this is hard? I'm like, dude, <laughs> I started my own company and went to that courthouse. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm like, Privilege. this is not too hard. I, I got this. So we still don't have it all figured out. We're still trying to figure it out uh -huh. all out. But that's yeah. an amazing story. What kind of conversations are happening on Fine Sisterhood on the app? So interestingly, 70% of our conversations are about sex. Uh, <laughs> women love talking about sex. Because in a, in a, doesn't it blow guys' minds? Mm -hmm. yeah. Like when you tell them that, they're like, why are women talking about sex? Oh, you they sit there going, huh? And I'm like, yeah, I mean, of course. <laughs> And what else like, do you guys I think? I always about? ask this to my husband. I'm like, you guys don't talk about sex? They're like, no. I'm like, what? What do you talk about? Yeah. What else is there to talk about? <laughs> it's so juicy, though. <laughs> it is. I'm like, yeah. Um, el chisme in fancy stuff? No. <laughs> um, it's interesting. We always say it's the celebrating the beautiful messiness of life is one of our taglines. And I think that really sums it up perfectly because we talk about, you know, the... Um, fun sex they're like oh my god I you know accidentally farted or my <laughs> number one complaint about on fine sisterhood is men not giving oral to women that is the number yeah. one complaint like how do I get my man to go down to me number one find a guy who's not gay <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's my answer life advice right here <laughs> that's like that's exactly what I would say or get that vibrator I showed you earlier oh yeah that gives you oral that's what I was gonna yeah, say. Yeah, but then you're, so but then you're with a guy who's gay. Oh, you think so? That's my okay. So I have a theory. It might not be true. I might please forgive me <laughs> if I'm, you know, full disclosure here. Full disclosure here. She's not a sex therapist. I'm not. But based on my life <laughs> experience, <laughs> men who don't give oral sex tend to be gay. Mm -hmm. That is just. Hmm my personal opinion based on real life research <laughs> real life research oh so i do monkey survey service and you do oral sex research i like it that sounds like more fun <laughs> just based on past life experiences that is my conclusion in life That's at this point at this point my research has been has ended my research <laughs> ended seven years ago but up until then the results of her the research. results of my research okay. Um, I'm going to let our sisters know. <laughs> I, I honestly am surprised. I am always surprised whenever I see those posts and someone comment uh, and then other women comment and say, so the way I figure out to get him to do it is by, and I'm like, really? How, why do you have to trick him into do it? Yeah, because oh. they're gay. <laughs> <laughs> 
And then because like, real men you like need pussy. to give him hat first. <laughs> What? And then, no. and, then, and then you ask him to return the favor. No. Like, Wait, what? <laughs> no, like, girl. Do, you're not getting how, it. Also, Go find somebody else. Also, can we just talk about how like unsexy it is if you if you have to give a man head and then be like, um, excuse me, sir, could, do you mind returning the favor? <laughs> like, <laughs> what? No. That's not a no, business no. transaction. No, like, no. No, no. Uh, but yeah, that's a very big complaint of sisterhood. But it's, so it's not just, you know, it's everything. We have different topics, but it's like the TMI topics <laughs> We're of all the world. No! <laughs> I know. So yeah, that you know, relationship, a lot of relationship. Like um yesterday it made our day. We had a woman that said, Oh, I posted in here a few days ago to figure out if and how abusive my my boyfriend is. Thank you all for the feedback that I got and thank you all for the love. And then yesterday night she posted and she said, Um, I now decided to leave him. So thank you for Good letting for you, me know girl. that Good for he's you. actually abusive. And I needed I needed people to tell me this. I needed to hear mm -hmm. and justify for myself that I deserve better than that. Oh. So that's why I say it's like the messiness of life. It's the happy, the the juicy, the the sad, the You funny. know what I was gonna tell you that I think this it's also live in the Spanish version. Because there are so many women that I know um, who come from a different generation, maybe the generation like my mom generation, that don't they didn't have that, who don't yeah. have that, who don't, can't go and just talk about this online. And I think about so many women who live today with abusive relationships thinking that it's okay. Yeah. And they don't have no one to talk to, like mm -hmm. no one, because their family will judge them. Mm -hmm. Their friends will judge them and they want to do it for the kids, right? And stay for the kids yeah. and the family. And not, not only that, it's just but so they, important. they advise their daughters yes. on this is normal because look, I'm happy with your father and it is what it is. So I've, I know and I've heard of mothers that went through it and then now are like, but that's okay. It's no, no pasa nada, hija. Like, you know, things like that. I'm like, You're not only doing that to you, but you're still continuing the cycle, oh, yeah. you know? So that, that is, yeah, Espanol. you're teaching your daughters that, you know, yes. being treated like that is okay. Yes. And it's like, no, like the machismo culture, you know, that's not, that's not okay. There's a lot mm -hmm. of things that like, I, I think that we can do better, but a lot of times it really takes other women to tell you. And a lot of times you might not want to share. You might not want people. Yep you don't want people to see you as that yeah. and you don't want people to see you as a victim. So you might not even share. Right. And like, where else can you share that? Right. You know? And so whenever it. we see that on fine sisterhood and we see that there are women that say, I've reported him or I've reported my coworker. I went to HR. Thank you for telling me that just because he only grabbed me, but he didn't actually rape me. I should still report him. And it's like, yeah, you should still do that. Or, you know, when women say, well, My husband likes to, you know, beat the shit out of me while we have sex, but it's like his kink, but it makes me feel super unsafe. And when I sleep at night, I'm anxious because what if he wakes me up again and he's going to beat me? And then it's like the number one, the highest number of rape is actually within marriages. Yep. But a lot of women don't call it that. And I think also like in, in the Latin culture, you know, it's, it just, it feels like we, we do teach our daughters that that's normal. And it's like, it's not. And just because you're married, it doesn't mean that he has the right yeah. to rape you. Yeah. And so whenever we see that, like, that is really what keeps us going. Like, we currently work like 20 hours a day, probably even more. <laughs> and 
it is completely insane and crazy for all of our team members. Like it's so intense because we're growing faster than we can catch up to everything. Um, but that's what keeps us going. Like we sit there and we're like group crying. <laughs> we're like, wow, thank you. You know, wow. thanks for letting us know that, that it does help. And so that's, you know, that's the beauty of sisterhood. I think in general, like women having each other's back, I think there is nothing more powerful out there. That's amazing. See, you are changing lives and you are saving women. That's amazing. All right, let's Hello. take a break. We could talk to you forever. I know. <laughs> you also, I know like, well, you have a podcast. You have a podcast. Yeah, we also have a podcast. Yeah. Well, let, okay, let's take a break. Come back, talk about your podcast and then go through some fire questions. Hey, sisters. Thank you so much for listening. Hope all of you guys are subscribed to our newsletter. If you're not, make sure you hit that subscribe button on superromance.com. We will be sending out invites to upcoming events, promos, and super cool surprises your way. And of course, you can always keep up with us through the gram at underscore superromas and on Twitter also at underscore superromas and in the face at superromas podcast. Oh, one more thing. We want to hear your Supermama moment of the week to share with all of you sisters. Call into our hotline, 424-329-3707, and leave us a message, or simply email us a voice note to hello at supermamas.com. Very soon, we could be featuring you on the show. Please remember to leave your name and Instagram handle for a chance to be featured. Okay, now back to the show. like girl i am and so are you <laughs> and then ezra comes and he's like me on fire too and i'm like yes baby you're also on fire <laughs> i don't even think they know what it means <laughs> i just love how because culturally you're just so like, culturally you are everything you're both mexican austrian american and they're like little nuances that you still like i remember when we went to grab lunch and you were like i don't understand what this menu means <laughs> Because they called sandwiches, it was like witch. So it's like, oh, wait, like obviously it's a sandwich. It's like a play on words, but you didn't understand that that was a sandwich. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that's right. Because you just, you, you, and it's amazing how a person can just have those three cultures living in them. And that's why it's so hard to understand people who are bicultural. Now yes. imagine people who are tricultural, you know? But I just love it. So right now we're talking about let's go to fire questions. You're like, what's a fire question? <laughs> <laughs> oh that's a saying oh jeez okay yeah <laughs> but I just love I just love you for it I, I love you for it like, I love hanging out with you you're amazing um, talk about your podcast uh, so yeah our podcast is uh, called Unspoken Truths in one word um, we discuss topics from the app so we do a lot of content analysis on the app to better understand what areas women want and need more education in And so we interview experts them. So we had one with a sex therapist, marriage therapist, parenting coach, lactation consultant, sex coach. Um, and we're launching. Tell us about your latest episode. one. Oh a squirting God, coach. So squirting coach. So she's a, she's a sex therapist. Um, Dr. Susie Block. Um, she actually like, she has a PhD from Yale. So I thought, you know, there is like this lady coming in. She's a therapist. She's going to talk about squirting. Interesting, juicy <laughs> stuff. I'm all here for that. She shows up with her camera team, her assist, every, everyone. 
And then I'm like, oh, it's getting hot in her here as a choke. And she goes, and very, very wet. And I'm like, <laughs> oh my God. So she was on it. And it was interesting. So we did like half an hour podcast where she literally walked us step step by step through how you get a woman to squirt. Um, and we see that a lot on Fine Sisterhood that women ask. What is squirting? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> Why don't you listen to the podcast? Yeah, le, yeah. Do not Google. Es que sabes que I know, I know the squirt, like the, and I, I don't think I'll ever drink a squirt ever, like in the same way again. You know what a squirt? The Mexico, los verdes. Oh, the a soda. Squirt. Oh, oh. Okay. <laughs> well, oh my gosh. Yeah. Um, oh my god. Yeah. So no, one of the things I'm not gonna. Yeah, I'm not gonna give it away. I'm just gonna say you don't, because that was my biggest learning. You don't have to have an orgasm in order to squirt. Those two things are not connected. Oh my God. Yes. So for the rest, you need to listen to Unspoken Truths because that's. And too, it's not the soda. Yeah, okay. It's probably like a majority Latinas listening to they're like, ¿Qué es eso? <laughs> right? We were talking we about know. that earlier, yes. right? About like the difference and now like the, the new, the new generation and their view on sex as I opposed to knew. us. I just knew. I just knew. And, and we were like, what? What are, are those <laughs> things? We need to catch yeah. up. Yeah. <laughs> um, so you're, so in your podcast, uh, yeah. how often do you release new episodes? Every Sunday. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Perfect. So we'll, we'll link it in the show notes. Um, and everyone needs to listen to it. I'm so excited, but yes, I'm, I'm all about it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, we are ready for, for the fire our, question. our fire questions. Are you ready? Yes. Okay. <laughs> I was born ready. Ah, so. Okay. Ariel or Jasmine? I don't know who they are. <laughs> oh, Disney. Oh, I don't like Disney. I don't like gender stereotypes. Oh, okay. Okay. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right, girl. All right. Okay, texting or phone call? Texting. What's up? <laughs> dinner and a movie or Netflix and chill Netflix and chill mm -hmm. <laughs> favorite book uh, The Lean Startup massage or facial massage hoops or lipstick both <laughs> I know I, I saw you that? <laughs> I'm like excuse me you're like have you looked don't make me choose <laughs> um, early riser or night owl night owl Beyonce or Selena? Both. But Selena, I mean, biri biri bum bum. <laughs> Beyonce or J-Lo? Oh, J-Lo. Oh, it's my childhood crush. Yeah. Tampons or pads? Period cups. Oh. Yeah, sustainability, I'm just saying. I got you too. Yeah, I, I know. saw that. I saw <laughs> that. I saw that. Uh, um, boxers or briefs and a man? Men, boxers. Coffee or tequila? Both. Mezcal. Nice. <laughs> I put tequila on my coffee. Oh, <laughs> no, no, that's what... You're, oh. <laughs> you're like, what? <laughs> so you're an alcoholic, that's what you're saying. I'm like, why have I not had that before? Uh, <laughs> your go-to cocktail? Uh, I got, uh, Aperol. Aper, Aperol spritz. Uh -huh. Do people Aperol know spritz. that here in the US? Mm -hmm. Yeah, Aperol spritz. If not, drink it. <laughs> Taco Tuesday or Happy Hour Margaritas? No, Taco Tuesday. Mm -hmm, right? Always tacos. Mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, sex or massage? Sex. Massage or masturbation? Sex. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, we are Wait, speaking no, to the founder of that one thing that you were telling us. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe alternating, alternating. 
Yeah, she brought in. Um, I love talking to you. I learned something new every time I talk to you. I know. Like this toy that mimics oral sex. Yes. Right. It's a sucker. It's a clit sucker. I've, 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 I've not even seen one. Like, I'd really be curious to I see saw one how in it the even store. feels. It's, you remember I told you it's called Womanizer? And I, yes. and I and remember I told you about it last time? I saw it. It just, I didn't, I don't. Yeah. It's so I weird. Really I, I'm like fascinated and grossed out at the same time, but I need it. Like, clearly. I'm like, I'm too fascinated to not. You know, <laughs> more like market research. I'm yes. Gonna, oh, it's, it's your market, it's your market research. research. See, you're not market done research. Yet. Yeah. No, you're not done yet. I don't need it. Trust me. I'm totally okay. I'm way more than okay in that department, my dear. Um, thank you so much. Well, thank you. Where can moms download the app? Uh, find you, talk to you, stalk you, become your friend, stalk become your friend. Like where? Tell us everything. Yeah, what's happening? What's new? What find sister code? What? What? Tell us an event coming up. What's happening? Tell For us. For us, yes. Oh, oof, a lot of things. We're having our one year anniversary uh, mid September in LA. We're gonna have a huge party. So definitely come join us for our one-year anniversary um, of the app. That's when the new app is going to be one year old. Um, so that's super exciting. Um, I'm raising a 5 million Citron right now. So that's also super exciting. And what else? We're hiring. We're growing. Uh, we're kicking ass here and loving our sisters. Like So find Sisterhood on the Apple and on Instagram? Uh, yeah. So it's find Sisterhood as one word. Um, it's also on Android. Yeah. Amazing. Perfect. Amazing. Where could they find you? Well, I have ten dollars. So count ten dollars in. <laughs> well, thank little you. by little. <laughs> uh what can they find me? Yeah. Uh well on on Fine Sisterhood. <laughs> I'm a very private person. No, I, like my name is Anna Pompalotcon Ross. I have a very long name. I have four names. Um yeah, and I'm the CEO and founder of Fine Sisterhood. So you literally find me probably mostly on Fine Sisterhood. Nice, <laughs> nice. Thanks well, so much thank for, you coming. for coming. Yeah, thanks for having me. <laughs> Oh,